an initiative of Franciscan University of Steubenville. Faithandreason.com. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You know, I, I can feel family in this room. You know, I can just feel it. And I love the fact there are a lot of Italians in this room, too. Um, what a pleasure to be here. I, I'm here because Coach Kuzma told me to come. You're coming. Has anybody ever told him no? Um, Final Fours, we've run each other down. Um, he was at the Robert Morris game. Did we win? Oh, we lost that game. Um, but it's a pleasure to be back here. Um, uh, Bob Mayer, you guys know that name? Made the shot against Youngstown. Was it Youngstown, coach? Yeah. Who passed it to him? Okay. Um, I grew up with his sons, Bobby, Denny, and, and, and John. Um, anytime we play in Dallas, we go down to Texas. He's at our games. He was at a game this year at Texas A&M. Um, so I'm good friends with their family. And he's always talked about this great university. Let me... Let me uh, do this. My high school coach is here and his wife, Bill Sacco and Lana. Why don't you guys stand up? This is my high school coach. Been with me every step of the way. Uh, just a great story. We're playing West Virginia. We're number one in the country. UMass. Do you remember the game? We were down 18 with four minutes to go in Morgantown, he was sitting on my bench. And I walked down to him and I looked and I said, you will never sit on our bench again. Do you know that? <laughs> and he's sweating. We're down 18, we come back and win it in overtime. He jumped this high <laughs> after the game. So he's been at every final four with me and uh, he's more than a coach, he's a mentor and I appreciate him. Lana, you're the best. I don't know how you put up with him, by the way. Uh, let, me, let me start. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about, because people want to know, you know, building organizations, trying to create an atmosphere, an environment, a championship environment. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, and I'm going to talk a little bit about bouncing back. Um, this was the national championship floor. That was not this year. That was last year. This year was an NIT run that was stopped really short. And it reminded me back to when my dad used to tell us all the time, it's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems. Somewhere in the middle falls reality. It's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. Um, my sister went to Penn State. Do we have any Penn State graduates? We have a couple? Penn State graduate? Man, I've been all over the country. You're the first I've met. That's something. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Um, obviously, as a Catholic family, my, we, we, we're having dinner, and my dad says grace, and we're breaking bread, and my mother says, Vince, there's a letter from your daughter. Would you like me to read it? And my dad says yes, and the letter went something like this. Dear Mom, Dad, Leah, and John, everything here in the Happy Valley is wonderful. I'm enjoying myself. 
I'm really creating great friends. My dorm did burn to the ground. And I lost all my belongings and books and clothes, but I've gone to Goodwill. I'm all caught up. Everything's good. I've moved into an off-campus apartment. I have a new roommate, Jim. My dad puts down his fork. The letter goes on. I think you're going to grow to love Jim as I do. He's been out of rehab for six months, and he's made great strides. Well, now my dad, he had that vein, that one that went right there. The letter goes on. I want to apologize to all of you for not inviting you to the wedding that happened rather quickly, but I want to congratulate you, Mom and Dad, on becoming grandparents, and I really believe you will be the greatest grandparents ever. And the bottom of the letter said, your loving daughter, Terry, P.S., Dad, all of the above is a lie. I failed chemistry, and I wanted you to keep things in perspective. I mean, staying the course wherever I've been has been a big part of it, keeping things in perspective, staying the course, whether you're up or you're down. I think, uh, Coach, you talked about players first, which is what we talk about. What we do, my job is to love them. Their job is to love each other. And basically, players first does not mean player first. Players, plural. Um, one of the things we're trying to do is create that environment where you have a shared vision of what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go together. We've all dreamed. I can see we have a lot of athletes. What year did you guys all play for coach? 58? No, I'm just kidding. 80? Okay. Well, you all, all of you who are athletes in here have done this. Dream. Dream about playing. Some of you, I used to hit tennis balls against the wall, and, and do you remember the name Illy Nastasi? It was crazy. I used to love hitting it, and I'd go crazy. I'm out there by myself playing a tennis match against the wall. Well, we all played basketball. Be in the backyard. I used to score about 75 points a game back there. <laughs> Keep stats. No one could guard me. I was out there by myself. I used to kill Larry Bird. He'd try to guard me. I'd kill him. The last shot... My mother would yell, Johnny. That's what I was used to be called, Johnny. I was, come on, you're having dinner. And, and I, the last shot was tie ball game, what, running to the corner, over the corner. We've all backboard, you know, and it goes in at the buzzer and you run in. Yeah, it's my dream. I'm going to win. And if you missed, you got fouled. Yeah, you got hit. <laughs> you go up and make those free throws, you know. It's funny, my mom was a big dreamer, and she passed away a few years ago, and she always thought, you can be whatever you want. Dream beyond your surroundings. Forget about what we are here and where you're living, and you think beyond and dream beyond, and trying to get teams to think that way. Um, you know, I talk, I grew up in Western PA. John and I talked about it. My grandparents came over from Italy and were in Clarksburg, West Virginia. So you know what they were doing in Clarksburg. Miners. 
Um, my mother's side of the family was in West Virginia. So for me to sit here and be the coach at Kentucky, it's an upset. Are you crazy? I'm blessed to have this opportunity. But my mother's thing was, you can be president. Until she died, she said, are you ever going to run for president? She believed that and got me to believe big. Can you get your team and your people to think like kings? See, kings think different than we think. Arnie Palmer went to Bahrain and built a golf course. And after he was done, the king said to Arnie, I'd like to give you a gift. And Arnie said, you paid me fine, your highness. And they, the people around him, you always accept the king's gift. You don't turn him down. So he said, well, okay. So the king said to Arnie, what would you like? And he didn't know what to say, so he said a golf club. Just, you know, a golf club. And the king said, fine. And Arnie got on the plane, came back to Latrobe, and he's waiting for this golf club. And he's waiting and he's waiting. It never shows. And he's kind of feeling bad because he saw, you know, the camel hair grip and diamonds and gold and silver. And he just saw this golf club from the king. Well, the letter came in the mail, and he opens the letter. And there's two pieces of paper and one is thanking him and he goes back and the other was a deed to a golf club <laughs> see do you see they just think different than we think and again trying to get teams and, and groups of people to think like what would a king think in this what can we do how far can we go and not be held back you know, people think I'm crazy, and, and John, do not repeat this on ESPN, but my goal before I retire from this sport is to coach a 40-0 and team because they say it can't be done. But that's what I'd like to do, be on a team, because as the season goes on, it gets harder and harder, and there's no way. And if you're in the NCAA tournament, there's no way they're going to win it because no one's ever done it. You can't. But that's for my mom. Let's do it. Let's do something crazy. Um, the second part of that, how do you get them to work and act on that vision? How do you get them to work together? Because the biggest thing in all this, for all of us, we're all in this room tonight to help with something bigger than us, which is this university that drives the city. And so I think for all of us, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go with many. As a basketball coach, trying to get them to understand, you've got to do this together. So it's not just working hard, it's working for one another. And then trying to get guys to understand the atmosphere that we have to play with is one where you care more about the other guy than you care about yourself. The hardest thing, coach was just asking me, how do you get them in the short, you got guys coming, how do you do this? How do, well, part of it is the recruiting process. What we talk to them about. Should I tell them about what you and I just agreed to down here? We're, coach, and then coach is on the other side. I got surrounded by old the coaches from Franciscan. We're gonna play a game. Now, I'm not doing what I did with Robert Morris. We're not coming here. 
but coach gets to play, Coach John gets to play a couple exhibitions, so we're going to figure out when he can come down and bring his team down to Rep Arena and play a game. And what, we, what we've done, getting him to work together, now that you're all excited, you're not going to hear one word I said about this. It, it is amazing what gets done when no one cares who gets the credit. It's amazing what gets done when no one cares who gets the credit. My team last year, did you like the team, not this past season, the one that won this national title? How about when your best player, the number one draft pick, number one, takes the fifth most shots on your team? What? The number two draft pick takes the fourth most shots on your team. It's amazing what gets done when no one cares who gets the credit. We had something special because our best players played for their teammates more than they played for themselves. The other part, can you get them all in? Can you create trust between them? Will they believe in each other? Will they have blind faith? Blind faith. You can't see it, but you know what it is. I had a, uh, a nephew of mine. Matt, whose father had passed away, and I used to go watch him play Little League Baseball. He was right fielder. Anybody have their son play right field? Don't admit it. He was in right field. Everybody got a position, and Matt was out there, and I'd go stand beside the fence. If a ball was hit to him, thank goodness there was a fence back there. When he was batting, have you ever done this with your son or daughter? They throw the pitch, and before it leaves the pitcher's hand, you're yelling, swing, swing, swing. I'm late for one of the games. Probably about 20 minutes late, no score up. I say, Matt, what's the score? And he looks at me, and he says, 17 nothing, Uncle John. And I'm like, what do you say? Like the, what do they call it, the murder rule? I mean, this thing. And he looks back at me and says, but we haven't been up yet. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? I call it thinking like you're 12. We've all been there. That was us. It's just as we get older, we lose that. And what I'm trying to create is that belief that we're all in, that we're there for each other, we can do it. And then creating that refuse-to-lose attitude doesn't mean you win every time. It's what you're learning. Whether it's a win or a loss, how you're learning from that, that there's continual growth. But the last part of it is, can you give more than you're trying to get? And for me, life got a lot easier when it became less about me and more about everybody else, from my secretaries, from assistants to the coaches. And I, and I think for all of us, um, you learn, because when we're young, we're, it's all here I go and here I'm trying to cover. Now, as I get older and we make it about everybody else, it just becomes easier. Can you make someone feel good every day? Can you make one person? You know, and, 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 and I've been told this many times, it's not so much what you say, 
that they'll remember. It's how you make them feel. And basically, that's caring about other people. That's reaching back. Um, let, me, let me bounce around. I'm, I'm just going to do this quickly. I, I did this when I got fired in New Jersey. I was asked after I got fired, I got the Memphis job after I was out for a few years, what'd you do? What was the bounce back all about? Well, all of us in this room have faced adversity. And I kind of went through a couple things, and I'm going to do this with you guys. You know, what you find out, it's not will adversity come. Isn't that right? Uh, it's coming. It's when is it coming? At what time is it going to come? And then how you're going to deal with it. You're not alone. The question is, whatever you're going through or whatever I've gone through, a million people have gone through, can you go through it better than they do? Bob Rotel is a sports psychologist. Any golfers in here? You, got, you probably read one of Bob's books. Bob's one of the great guys and a great friend. Late in the year, he said, you know what? Every team is tired. Every team has problems. Whoever can deal with his team and do the best job with his tired team that has problems is going to be the last man standing. And every day I walk, woke up, I put my feet on the floor and I said to myself, I'm going to deal with this tired team that I know is struggling better than anybody. When I would greet a coach prior to the game, he'd come up to me and I'd look at him in the eye without saying it out loud. I'd say, I hope your team is struggling more than my team. But the whole point of it is we're all going through stuff, how you deal with it, and understanding you're not alone. Can you stay positive? You know, it's kind of like the water cooler. You want to you be a magnet, not a repellent, especially when you're struggling. Staying positive. I love cell phones. You know why? Cell phone. It rings, and you're talking to somebody. And they're being negative and you're just, oh, you're trying to get off the phone. You ever do that? You're trying to get off the phone? You get off the phone, you know, finally, okay, oh, I, hey, I got to go. When that person calls back and you see that, you see who it is, it's Bill. What? You're not taking that call. You're not taking that call. It's like going to the water cooler, you're walking and you see Bill, whoop, Bill's over there. Being positive, being upbeat, it's all part of this. You know, it's, it's, it's something that I had my sister, when I grew up, my aunt, made me feel like a million bucks. Anytime I came home to Pittsburgh, I went to see my aunt. Made me feel like a million bucks. We've all had somebody in our lives that makes us feel good, that picks us up. Well, guess what? Be that person, especially when you're struggling. The most powerful prayers are that of a suffering man. You're suffering, you're really in a position to help. Can you ask for help? Have you heard of Jerry Colangelo? See, when we get down, sometimes we're embarrassed, we're, we don't want to ask. But the people you ask, the successful people, they want to help. They want to be invested in your success. All you have to do is ask. Jerry Colangelo, who now runs USA Basketball, who ran the Phoenix Suns, who ran the Diamondbacks, was out of work. He had a son. His wife was pregnant. He looked at a business card, called the guy. Didn't remember where he got the card. Just made a call. Guy hired him as a salesman. After he got him, he was in Chicago. 
He said, didn't you play basketball at Illinois? Yeah. I'm thinking about doing something with this NBA stuff. Why don't you help me? He ends up being assistant general manager of the Chicago Bulls because he wasn't afraid to pick up the phone. A year later, the Phoenix Suns are starting a team in Phoenix. They hire him as the GM. Within 10 years, he owns them and is flying around in golf streams. Out of work, wasn't afraid to ask. And then, and, I, and I'll leave you with this. There's a couple others, but I'm going to leave you with this. Can you reach out to others? You know, our purpose in life is to find out what the gift is that we have, and each of us has a gift. The meaning of life is to give that gift away. And I think as we all struggle, we get into our own selves versus, versus how do we reach out to others and how do we say we can help somebody else, even though I struggle. Um, I will tell you, again, pleasure to be here. I've really enjoyed this and watching it. I enjoyed the family atmosphere. Uh, being with Coach, always spending time with you, Coach, is great. You know I love it. And we will play. And if you beat us like Robert Morris, I'll never speak to you again. Um, and, and all I want to tell you is this is the kind of place that I really feel comfortable coming home to. Thank you very much. An initiative of Franciscan University of Steubenville. Faithandreason.com. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind.